Welcome to the Rise and Revitalize podcast. This is your host, Rob. I'm Mitch. What's happening today, Rob? Another great day. Another great Monday. Another amazing Monday. This is actually my first Monday being full-time Revita. Friday was my last day in the corporate world. Welcome to the unemployment line. <laughs> Fun employment, as <laughs> we like to call it. We had a heck of a day today. We actually spoke to two classes at SATE, just telling them our story and we're sharing our experiences of how we knew nothing about what we were doing, still don't most days, and have managed to make a beverage company out of it. I'm still not sure how we did that. <laughs> I also told an entire class of university students who asked us you know, how to pick a business partner. I told them that Revital was like Rob and I's joint baby. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the most eloquent way of saying it, but true in a sense. It's our love child. <laughs> that it is. Well, we're going to get into the topic today, and we wanted to do a tribute to Kobe Bryant. So, interestingly enough, when I was playing basketball, I actually wasn't a huge Kobe fan, but it was recently that through you know a book that Rob and I really cherish, It's Relentless by Tim Grover, who was Kobe Bryant's trainer, we've spent a lot of time studying the life of Kobe Bryant. Not so much his basketball, but just his dedication to excellence, how he always demanded excellence of himself. And this is, you know, his death really hit Rob and I hard because yeah, I, th- I think in a sense it really made us look at our own mor- mortality, right? We see this, this guy who you almost think about as he's invincible, right? Yeah, when you see these celebrities, you do, you think they're above death. They're above all these things that us mere mortals are subject to. But it's a great reminder that everybody is given the same life and it can be taken away just as easily. Exactly. It was a, a real reminder to Rob and I to, you know, pursue our dreams and, and the fact that we recently both quit our jobs to, to pursue this. I think it, it kind of gave us some peace in making that decision because, you know, not to be morbid, but y- you do never know, you know, no tomorrow is promised. All we have is today. And the fact that, you know, we chose to make a decision, which has a lot of risk with it, but we're following our dreams, we're following our passion it was the best possible decision we could have made. Definitely reinforces that for us. <clears throat> yeah, definitely no regrets. And it's great to have Mitch full time on board with us. It's making all the difference. Uh, I've already had people tell me today that I seem more relaxed and, and happier. And it's just because, you know, I'm able to put all my focus now. Instead of splitting it between two things that I really cared about, I can put it all towards Revita. And it's it's been an amazing day. You've got quite a glow about you. <laughs> Well, I don't know what to say to that. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Back to Kobe. He was an extraordinary man. And his commitment and dedication to excellence, I think, literally has changed the world. It's changed so many lives. And it's, it's certainly impacted Rob and I. And we've really studied his mentality. And in the book Relentless by Tim Grover, he came up with this segmentation of competitors or people, per se. And it's the concept of the cooler, the closer, and the cleaner. And a cleaner is the ultimate competitor. It's the ultimate success story. It's the ultimate relentless mind that pursues excellence. And Rob and I, you know, we use this term cleaner all the time because, you know, we, we have a long way to go, myself especially, to get to that point. But we're constantly striving to develop that cleaner mentality, which we'll explain in a second, that, that Kobe had. Yeah, it's amazing. A lot of these athletes you think might have it but when you hear Kobe's story you realize that he was really on a different level than 
a lot of the guys he was competing against and that's why he was so successful it wasn't just genetics or pure talent the guy was so dedicated and relentless he was he was an absolute savage when it came to work ethic like it's his actual high school schedule was he would get up at four in the morning and he would train from five in the morning to seven in the morning he'd have breakfast and then he would train from 10 to 12 and then he'd have lunch he trained from three to five he'd have dinner and he would train from seven to nine that was his actual high school training schedule and I actually sent this photo to Rob the other day and it was a real reminder to me that, you know, a lot of days I think Rob and I look at each other and we think we're working pretty hard. Well, you know what? We're not working hard enough. There is people out there that are outworking us. And if we truly want to be successful, we got to step up our game, step up our work ethic and step up our passion and obsession for this business and take it to the next level. And Kobe's a great reminder of that. Yep. You can always be working harder. There's always somebody that probably is working harder than you. And we hate that. We always want to be the ones working the hardest. Absolutely. So Rob, what does the word cleaner mean to you? Somebody who usually is cleaning things. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but in the terms of success. Oh, oh, yeah. A cleaner is somebody who is never satisfied with the result, even when it's a win. Because they know that they could always do better. Nothing that we ever do is perfect, even if you win the Super Bowl. If you win any sort of championship just because you beat everyone else doesn't mean you're the best that you can be you know that there's something more you could be doing and that's true in every aspect of our life you know we often it's a mental game there's things that we can do better whether it's work or school or you know being in the gym you can always do something a little bit better it's a lot of times we give up on ourselves mentally and those cleaners are just obsessed with that end result of winning of being the best or of being the most competitive and that's the essence of especially it's, it gets really shown in an athlete because you can see it day in and day out but there's cleaners in, in business too yeah there's cleaners in business and the books talks about there's 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 cleaners in the classroom there's teachers who are cleaners right who won't leave till the end of the day until every single student in their classroom gets a concept right there's bus drivers who are cleaners who demand that their bus is in pristine condition all the time and they take immaculate care of it so there's cleaners in every facet of the of the world and every possible discipline and the way tim grover explains it in the book so a cooler is a person who gets the job done right they go to work at eight they leave at five they do a good job right everyone's satisfied a closer is one step above that you know they might go a little bit of the extra mile they're going to do a great job as and they can perform in pressure situations as long as variables not too many variables are thrown at them. A cleaner gives you exceptional results continually over time. So where a cooler might have, you know, in business, they might have a good month, right? A good month of sales or a good quarter of sales. A closer might have a good year. A cleaner has a great career. They're, it's consistent excellence over time. And that's something that Rob and I were really striving for. And we have a long way to go to get to that point. But we're studying the, the mindset and the mentality of people like Kobe Bryant, someone who demanded excellence of themselves, who, had tw who played 20 years in the NBA, played through injuries, played through obviously some, you know, some personal battles in his personal life, but still stepped on the court every single day and demanded excellence. Yeah, and as soon as you think you're a cleaner, as soon as you, if you ask any of those guys, if you ask Kobe if he thought he fit in that category, he would definitely say no, right? Because as soon as you do think that you're doing everything and that you are 
the most competitive, that's exactly when you're not at the top. You can never think that you are doing more than everyone else because that's just it's the wrong mentality to have. Exactly. You're constantly striving for more. You're constantly wanting to get better. And what I found in my life is I'm actually the happiest when I'm pushing for something, when I'm not satisfied, when I don't celebrate the wins for too long, when I just get back to work and I constantly push towards the next thing because it gives you purpose. Yeah, it's always good to celebrate when you've reached a goal or you've done something you're proud of, but there's no need to linger on that, right? Move on and get moving on to the next goal, the next big achievement. And that's when you'll, I think that's what, well, at least that's when Mitch and I are, are happy, you know, reaching goals is great, but I think working towards them is, is more fun. Yes. Constant and never ending improvement. So there's a lot we could share from you from the book, but we're going to take, we're going to give you three of our favorite points that from the mentality of Kobe Bryant that have changed our lives and have, have changed the way that we think about business and the way that we approach Revita Energy Tea. And the first is, and this is right from the book, a cleaner doesn't have to love the hard work, but they have to crave the end result. Not everybody. I mean, most people don't really like working super hard. I mean, if it's something you you love and a passion of yours, it's easy to work hard. But, you know, day in and day out, working hard is, I mean, it's hard. There's <laughs> no other way to put it, right? The hard work is the hard part. And again, you don't have to feel like you need to like that work. It's, it is, it's all about the end result. If that's what's motivating you, that's good enough. You don't have to enjoy every minute of it. There's stuff that we do that we don't like, a lot of stuff we don't like, but you know that it's the end result, right? Yes, it's all about the end result. It's all about that feeling of accomplishment, that feeling of winning and desperately craving that and being willing to suffer, being willing to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to get there. You know, I read... This is another favorite book of mine, The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. And in the, the first couple chapters of the book, it says, as an entrepreneur, you're gonna hate ninety or you're gonna hate or dislike ninety-five percent of the work that you have to do to get there, but it's that five percent that makes it all worth it. And Rob and I even talked a little bit about that at Sate. We've had to go through more adversity and more challenges than we've ever endured throughout the course of our life with getting this business to market. There's been days of anxiety, there's been sleepless nights. But that 5%, you know, those people that tell us that they love our product or it did something or, you know, the community that we're building, you know, had a material impact on their life. It makes that 95% so worth it. And we constantly crave that result. We constantly crave the feedback that we help somebody or, you know, that smile on someone's face because our, our product did something for them. Yeah, it makes all the difference. And even today it's say, you know, public speaking is it's hard. That's hard work. We didn't used to, but we still don't. It's it's tough. We like it now. We're learning to like it because of the impact we know we can have, but it, it's hard work and we didn't like it, but seeing how people react and the differences we can make and Mitch had spoken to the same class a few months ago when we were just getting started and people came up to him after seeing how inspired they were by his first talk to them. And now four months later, seeing how much progress we've made. So that was one of the 5% moments where we did really enjoy the work that we've done. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't, you know, when I, when I gave that first speech at Sate, I took a day off of work cause I was still working at the time. You know, I spent the entire day stressed out practicing over and over and over again. You know, was that my favorite thing to do? Absolutely not. No, it was hard. It was tough. It was tough to get up in front of a hundred people for the first time that pushed me to my limits really. But it, 
it was that end result of, you know, having someone come up to me today and, and give us positive feedback. There's just, there's no paycheck on the planet. There's no, there's nothing that can replicate that feeling. And so I continually crave that and I'm willing to pay the price to give myself the opportunity to you know, have that feeling over and over again. So it makes all the difference for us. What's the second point? The second point from the book is you take responsibility for everything. You clean up the mess and move on. And this is the concept of extreme ownership, right? Is cleaners take responsibility for absolutely everything in their life. They don't put blame on anybody else. They are accountable for their end result. They're accountable for themselves. They do not pass the buck on to anybody. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, you have to look at it even with, you know, the language you use on a daily basis. Like how many times in a day do you say, oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. How about changing it to, I get to do this. I get to do that, right? Or, you know, when something goes wrong, do you blame your supplier? Do you blame, you know, your coworker? Do you blame somebody that you work with? Or do you just take responsibility for it? Even if it was their screw up, let's say, you know, they did something wrong and it, it negatively impacted the company. Well, was there something you could have done to prevent that? Could you have mentored them better? Could you have stepped in and possibly prevented it? You know, we, we truly believe in, in studying the mind of Kobe Bryant. If they lost a game, you know, and his, all his teammates played bad, that was his responsibility. That was his fault. He wasn't a good enough leader. He didn't pass the buck on to his teammates. He constantly took responsibility. I love that point. That even if it's not your fault necessarily, or if it's if it is somebody else's fault truly, looking at, okay, what else could I have done to help that situation and avoid it? Because it's a team, right? It's all about the team effort. You're not an individual succeeding. You're succeeding as a group. Exactly. And it's... If this is such, you know, this concept Rob and I have really been working on. And it's, it's so liberating. It gives you this sense of freedom because no one has power over you now. Because you take responsibility for everything. You know, even in, in Revita, you know, we've had some manufacturing issues. We've had some challenges with, you know, our packaging. And when these challenges come, we look at ourselves and we say, you know what? It's not our supplier's fault. It's not our manufacturer's fault. It's our fault. We should have got ahead of this. We should have saw this coming. We should have worked harder with our supplier to make sure that their QC practices were in place so that you know none of these issues arose. It's our fault. And instead of sitting there like a victim with these, you know, being upset about this adversity that we're facing, we're giving ourselves the opportunity to do something about it. Exactly. And what's the third point? The third point is you don't have you don't celebrate your achievements because you always want more. You don't celebrate your achievements because you're always pushing for more. Always stay hungry. And it's important to recognize the things that you do do well and celebrate the little achievements and milestones along the way, but don't don't spend too much time on them, you know, whether it's it's just a small celebration, you know, if you do something, if you reach a milestone, maybe you have a drink or have do something that night that you enjoy it. The next day, get right back into the grind and right back into the trenches. And that will keep you fulfilled. It'll keep you feeling happy because you're constantly pushing for more. You know, I think when you stop and you celebrate for too long, that's when you start falling behind. You know, there's a story in the book where Michael Jordan, he won six championships and, and Tim Grover, he also trained Michael Jordan in addition to Kobe Bryant. 
And after every championship, Michael Jordan wouldn't hold up the fingers of the number of championships he'd won. He'd, he'd hold up one more. So on their second championship, in all the photos, all his teammates are holding up the number two. He's holding up the number three. He was already thinking about the next one. He was already pushing for the next feeling of achievement, of success. Because true cleaners, they're always pushing for more. They always see an opportunity to get better. They always see an opportunity to improve their leadership, improve their skills. And that's truly what makes greatness. Always pushing for more. Absolutely. So what we'll leave you with today is take a look at your life and and something big that you want to accomplish and understand that you don't necessarily have to love the work to achieve that end result that you're looking for, but you have to crave it. You have to crave that feeling of success. You have to crave that end result. And two, on your journey to get there, you have to take responsibility for everything. In fact, I should say you get to take (laughs) responsibility for everything. And three, don't celebrate your achievements for too long. Because you always have to push for more. You always have to strive for more. That's how you're going to get better. That's how you're going to accomplish more. And that's how like Kobe Bryant, this amazing man who we're so sad to see go, has achieved greatness. He always pushed for more. Go out there, be a cleaner. Thank you for listening.